0: Hello, welcome back to PS. We have no plan. I'm Peyton Smith calling in from LA, and this is
1: Emily calling in from Nashville. And wowie, wow, wow! It's been a minute, and I just said <laughs> I've missed your voice. <laughs>
0: No, vice versa. It's been such a long break. But for those who don't know, because you've been listening to all of our previous podcasts, which hopefully you have our Not episodes, yes. um, we took a summer vacation, which mm-hmm. I loved, but we're going to mm-hmm. jump into that this episode, talk about what we've done in our month off and reset and all the good stuff. So that's what's happened in this episode.
1: Yeah. And it makes me so happy. And I feel like it was needed. Like, and it was very impromptu taking a break. I think we were trying to schedule an episode and we were just not able to line up or our guests kept bailing and not bailing, but it just wasn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't easy to get everybody lined up just for many different reasons. i like, you know what, maybe we just need to take a
0: little summer
1: vacation.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: So I think that's mm-hmm. just
0: the, that was just needed
1: you know, it's good to just take a step away from something. And we've always talked about this, even when you love it and enjoy it just to kind of like reset.
0: And it was sort of nice to not have to have like the coordination and effort that it takes to record a podcast and like yeah. editing and just have a break, have mm-hmm. one thing off our plate. Um, But I'm so happy to be back. Like I definitely missed the the, just the space to share feelings and connect with one of my best friends. It was I, sad. <laughs> in this sisterhood, I feel I the know. exact same
1: way. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I hope we're not drifting apart. This can't end. <laughs> this can't end. <laughs> I did. No. I a couple times that went into my head when I was like negative predicting. I'm like, no, 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 you can't do this. You guys are bonded for life. Yes.
0: <laughs> Seriously. And even we've always said this: like, if it doesn't work for us to have this podcast, we definitely will like find a different way to stay connected. And yes. I mean, it's just it is it is good to be back though, all that to say. Um, so what's been up. What is what have you been doing last oh, month? Oh man, I feel like
1: every, everything. You know what I mean? Like I will, I've been gardening a lot. And I think I've Ooh. talked about this yes in the past. But let me tell you, Pei, this is the first time I've really planted vegetables from seed. And so I have cucumber and carrots. Oh my and gosh. I know, I know. And they're actually growing. Like the carrots have the fluffy top coming out. It's 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 so fun. I'm like these are my little babies. And it's honestly just been such a wonderful thing to have outside of everything else that I'm doing. You know, you're nurturing something. You have to give it time. It's not on my schedule. And I think, right. And I think that that's really good for me.
0: Yeah. That's such a fun hobby. I'm so glad that you found yourself falling into that. Like, Were you always into that growing up or is this a brand new interest?
1: Mm, I've always been into being outside and right. flowers but i've never because my dad's very very gifted in um in in flowers and growing everything and he, oh, we've always had such a beautiful yard and so is my mom but i've never had the green thumb until i'd say it it was turning it was turning greenish last year and now i'm just little by little Getting it and understanding you, know, overwatering and underwatering, and actually knowing to read the packages of the seeds that some things really don't need full sun and some needs half shade. So it's just it's a lesson in actually
0: following direction and that mm-hmm. they're on their own schedule. Yeah, I love that. That is such right? a fun thing to do. I feel like that was yeah, I love that. So what it's what else has so been? Wonderful. Have you been? Tri- going on trips did you do any fun vacations in the last month
1: you know we went to dallas to see family and that was kind of it not that That's that nice. wasn't one oh it was so nice It was for fourth of july and we just had a really good time that was the first time jeff and all of his siblings and the nieces and nephews had all been together so oh my it gosh. was special yeah it was really special there's five of them and then there are six, seven nieces and nephews. So that was, that was really sweet. And they're all pretty young. Um, but that was really, really nice. And you know, something else, and I, I would like to know how you feel about this too. So this is very different subject for that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like, like this, like you and I right now, we're asking a lot of like, how are you? What have you been up to? And in this moment, these last few minutes, I've been very consciously working on not saying anything about work. Because, Ooh. right, my thing recently that I'm trying to put out there is whenever somebody asks me, how are you, I am not, I immediately always go to, oh, good, work is really busy, we blah, 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 and I don't want to do that anymore. I want to talk about everything else that I'm busy or not busy with, all, all of my my other things in life because work is not identity for me right now.
0: I love that. Yeah? I love that. I love that shift. And I think, think that's that. yeah. I think that's such a common American thing to say. It's like, well, let me tell you about my job. It's like, well, you know what? We live in a capitalist society. Yes, we do. And we love our materials in America. But I love that reframe of how are you doesn't mean <laughs> how is work. How's work. It means how are you as a human?
1: Yes. And yes. so I pivot and I throw that ball right back to you. And how are you?
0: I love this. Um, Good. I'm doing well, as my therapist will say, she'll always rephrase my, my good yes. to well, um, things are good. It's been a bit hectic. I was in Seattle visiting my older sister and my niece, and then I was at two different weddings, one in Woodside and one in, um, Tahoe. And then I was, oh, wow. uh, I guess that was in May and June, but still it's been a busy summer. And then I was in, um, where else was I? New York the last week I was in Manhattan for work. Not bring up our but <laughs> No,
1: it's okay. The it's nice thing, been. yes,
0: yeah. yeah. So I've just been traveling a lot, which I think is tough I had a staycation for the fourth, and I had a few friends over. And then my high school friend came and visited mm-hmm. my childhood, one of my childhood best friends. Um, so almost every weekend I've been booked and busy, which for me is really challenging. And I know for a lot of people that sounds so fun. Like, oh, you're complaining about traveling and having friends over. It's like, yeah, I get it for me as an introvert, I'm an extroverted introvert. I'm like mm-hmm. an amnivert, I guess is what it's called. I need that downtime and I need that structure to just feel a little bit more regulated. And so I have felt a little bit like chaotic all over the place uh, mentally. And I yeah. haven't really been able to focus as much as I want to on my passion projects and my interests and my social media and my, you know, fun things that I enjoy doing. So that's been tough, but the the plus side is I feel like I've gotten out of my head a bit and I've been able to good. explore the world and travel a bit. It's been good. Or the US. I haven't left the the US. But so like traveling just mm-hmm. as you know, gets you out of your head space and gets you in your body a bit more because you're you're not at home in your little circle. You're like in a new environment and trying new foods and mm-hmm. mm-hmm. walking new streets. And it just feels like, okay, I'm I'm feeling grounded more in some ways, but I'm also chaotic in others. So who knows?
1: No, I totally relate. And I, I feel the same way. Like my mind doesn't race the same way when I'm outside of my little element of my house, my town, just like my bubble. And that's really funny that you feel that not funny, but feel that way too. And, there was this meme the other day that I saw and it's about this wife coming home. It's like when your wife has been talking all day, acting like an extrovert, but she's really an introvert and she just (laughs) like falls into her husband's arms and he has to take her to the bed to go to sleep. And it's so funny. Yeah. Right. Do you feel that way too?
0: Yes. That's how I feel. And it was, yes, yes. And uh, I'm sorry, finish the thought. No, no,
1: no. And I was just saying like, so I say to Jeff, Oh my God, I had to talk so much today. I'm exhausted. <laughs> and now <laughs> it's like, I'm exhausted. Now it's like such a joke. He goes, Did you have to talk a lot today? I said, Actually, yes, I yeah. did. Like, I'm very tired now.
0: <laughs> right? I know. So that's. That is tough for me. And especially after a week in New York, I always, as you know, need like at least a day reset. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really get that because we extended our trip since it was Luke's birthday week and we celebrated his birthday in New York and all of his family came because a lot of them are East Coast now. Oh. So it was amazing. We we spent, yeah. you know, Manhattan just as always an adventure. Um, but man, it's not my city. I like no. I romanticize it every time. Like I go what? Like once every couple of months. I mean, you're every there time. All the time. I'm like, yeah. I'm there all the time. But I'm like, every time beforehand, I'm like, oh, New York. I watch Sex in the City. I'm like, oh, <sighs> Harry Bradshaw, like go nice. out with my friends for drinks night two. I'm like, get me the fuck out of here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what Top is it like, out. what is it about the city that you're just like, no, this is not me because I've not spent enough time in New York to kind of know all of that. I've only popped in and popped out for like two days.
0: Yeah, I think it's. I think for for me, it's so alive in a way that's amazing. When you touch down, you feel different when you're in New York because you're just like, oh my god, there's so many people in different outfits and different things. And you walk down any block, and restaurants are crowded, and bars are around the corner, and there's people playing basketball, especially in the summer. It's like everyone is out and about always. Mm-hmm. Which can be exhausting. So, after yes. a few nights of that, just seeing people, I'm like, oh my God, I'm overwhelmed. I'm overstimulated. There's so much happening. You have to be also very aware of yourself since it is a big, busy city mm-hmm. and I'm alone, right? I'm like watching my back and just making sure I'm aware of myself, probably too much so. And also, my office is in Times Square. So, it's in, oh my a- gosh. Yeah. So, it's a huge building in Times Square. By the way, it was the same building that was, um, how to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, where Kate Hudson worked. No. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. What was so that? So I um, love that. Oh, my gosh. What was that magazine called? Women. Ugh.
0: I forget. But she, the magazine she worked at was was filmed at my building. So that was That's content. awesome. That is awesome. But I'm on the, like, 56th floor. And it's, like, this big – it just feels exhausting to be – to live the life. I saw a cockroach. I saw a rat. I saw a naked man peeing on the corner. I'm like, oh, mm. hello. I just – it's – so much overstimulation i think and for me being at home for most of my time yeah it's jarring so that's the only thing
1: no i can totally understand that 100% and it is it's it's exciting for almost like a a shocking moment or a day or or day and a half if you're, but if, or even two days, but if you're not there, like as long as you have been, especially if you're not used to that, that go, go, go. And I'm not either. So I would feel the exact same way, or I would need to like stay in my hotel for a whole day.
0: (laughs) Right. And I sort of did that the first day Luke arrived and I felt so guilty, but I was like, this is exhausting. And we also did a team offsite. So we were locked in a room for nine hours, like talking as a team, right? Like even eating lunch with one another, we to a Mets baseball game after work. And so it was like from seven 30 till 11 PM, I was with the same group of people. And it's, I was like, okay, I got to tap out. And then, sorry, and then I'll shut the fuck up, but no, go. <laughs> then the, the other thing I've been dealing with, which I told Emily before we started this was I've been breaking out and I've never really dealt with acne or skin problems before. Um, turn 27, all of a sudden have skin problems. And I just went to a new dermatologist today but it flared when I was traveling. And so I had all of this acne on my chin that I couldn't cover up. And so I was seeing these people in person in times square all day locked in. I was just like, I feel gross. I know physically my face is all messed up. I'm I'm in this room, you know, (laughs) I know, I know there was no escape and you almost feel itchy. You're just like, I don't, I don't look my best. I don't feel my best. Mm-mm. But I'm expected to be extroverted because I'm in person talking in my corporate job. And I'm like, wow, this Robot. is a lot. This is a lot. Oh,
1: Peyton, I, I can, I sympathize with you so much on that feeling because it's almost like you're uncomfortable in your whole skin. You're like, this is not yeah. my body. I just yep. want to crawl out of it. Ugh. Okay. So I use this stuff. My friend told me about it. It's called ordinary and it's very cheap, but there's this one called Buffett. They renamed it and it. Cause I, I got acne later on too. And I, there was nothing that I could do to get rid of it. Like nothing. And it would be like those big ones that would just pop up Oof. Mm-hmm. and this fixed it. Wow. I'll send it to you and try. I mean, it's not, it's, it's worth a shot cause it's
0: very cheap. Yeah. That's amazing. I went, mm-hmm. I mean, I do have a new regimen based on this new dermatologist. So I'm going to try this out. So I'm sure she's great. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I remedies. think it's, I, yeah, it's hard. It's hard, but, oh, um, but that-
1: it's that is so hard, and especially being all that way and the time change too.
0: I know. So I think all the travel I'm just yeah. has been sort of exhausting this last month. But like you said, really nice to reset and sort mm-hmm. of focus on different things besides passion projects and moving our dreams forward. It was like, as much as I love that, I think it's healthy to also be present and grounded in where you are today. Even if it's sort of sucky, you're like, okay. This isn't Mm -hmm. what I want to do for the rest of my life, Mm -hmm. but I'm Mm -hmm. here. I'm feeling the feelings. I'm gritting through it. Yeah. And
1: it's our reality right now. Like we we have to, you know, that's our job for sure. And I had, I had a meeting this morning for work and just, I, I touched upon this before we had our break, just the changes in my office and having to take on pretty much another job because our, all of our employees are gone. (laughs) So (laughs) <laughs> Me, the only one in the office, plus my friend Brittany, but she, she's in Atlanta, so I'm the only one in Nashville. Oh,
0: jeez.
1: So I pretty much have to have a presence every day, which I wasn't used to. I'm in the office. If something's wrong with everything now, I'm the one that's reported to, and I have to do this other job that is very social and very beyond what I want to do, mm-hmm. you know? And so I was having a meeting about it this morning just just kind of getting some tips from a friend and he has been incredible, like really, really helping me out in this. And it's been wonderful. And I really appreciate it, but you know, we touched upon a lot that no, this isn't my dream, but this is where I'm at at the moment. And I'm going to do my best while it's needed.
0: Right. That's right. And I right? don't, you feel this way, or I want to know if you feel this way, cause I'm interested, but I think how do you think you're going to look back on this time? Like, let's say you're 20 years down the line sitting mm-hmm. with Jeff, whatever, having a beer. What, what are you going to say about this time in your life?
1: I think that I will be proud of myself for hustling. I really do. I think that I have risen to the occasion and I don't mean that in a cocky way at all, because I'm not, I'm not doing it as good as somebody that's supposed to be doing this job is or anything, but I've I've taken it on. I'm like, okay, this is what needs to happen. So I'm going to go for it. And then along with that, just trying to keep everything else in line. I feel like for the most part, I'm hustling and I'm conquering. Yeah, I'm not conquering everything like for myself personally for my dreams. But like you said, sometimes that just takes a little back burner beat in moments in life. And that's okay. That doesn't mean that they're not there and they're not going to be Still, your dream or your focus, but some, but right now, like, I, I, I do have to put my current job on the forefront because I, I care.
0: Right. Also, it's cool to see maybe because your job isn't exactly what you want to do that you're able to have a different identity for your corporate or for your job and then your personal life. I think often when people love what they do, it can be hard and it can blend, mm-hmm. and that's an amazing thing in some ways. And in some ways it's super healthy to have different identities for different parts of your life. Like I do think that's, I don't know. I think that's another learning oh, maybe that you'll look back and be like, wow, I was able to, to differentiate my corporate identity or my job identity and my personal identity.
1: I couldn't agree with you more because so many times or not so many times, but I do feel like in the arts specifically, what your hobby is yeah. becomes your job. Yeah. And when when that happens it can peak, it's really hard to stay in love with the art of it at least I have found that before so having a different identity from what I do during the day has been crucial for my happiness because right. beforehand I was not, I was I was miserable and did do you feel like you when you were before the strike and everything when you were really diving into movies and script writing and, and maybe Yet it's too soon to to kind of feel this. But did you start feeling any pressure to perform instead of just doing out of
0: love? A hundred percent, I did. Yeah, I felt like I was that. There was this time, maybe a month period. I kind of forget the length, where I, it just felt like everything was here all at once, and mm-hmm. like big moments were happening at the time. Right? They felt big, like meeting these producers and doing a project for them, even though it was unpaid and then doing another project for them and then getting them to send those projects to other writers and producers. Like all these little moments were happening within like a month. And then I was also doing big things with my corporate job. And you and I were still in the like thick of doing all of our work and building our website. And it felt like everything was happening all at once, which yeah was exciting in some ways, and then the lull hit hard. And with the strike, I mean, this is the first time in sixty years that both sag and the writers are striking at the same time. So it's like, there's nothing I can do. Like this is completely a- out of my control. And way more people are being impacted that are in this and that's their livelihood and that's their income. and like people are losing mm-hmm. their homes. It's fucking crazy. I mean, um, nuts, nuts, nuts. And we'll go into this in another episode. We want right, to like dedicate right. more time to this. Um, because we're both very passionate about the creative arts, mm-hmm. but I will say, I think it's, um, it's helpful to have some downtime and I'm trying to take it as a life lesson. Every time like something happens to me, I'm like, what's the lesson here? <laughs> That's why I sort of asked you, what do you think you're going to take away from this time? Cause it's not always going to be boom, boom, boom. Everything happens right as you need it to. It's sometimes these lulls. And I think my big takeaway from this, the last few months has been like similar to your gardening. It's out of my control. It's going to move at its own pace. It's going to bud when it's supposed to bud. I'm forming relationships. I'm still writing a lot of poetry I'm reading a lot more. I'm rewatching shows that I love to try and get a point of view. Like it's been oh yes. You know, I and like doing what I can, which I think is that's my big takeaway, is is kind of take advantage of whatever moment you're in and and try yeah. to be in it and do the things that you can do.
1: Absolutely. You sometimes you just have to pivot. You're still going down the right path, but You know, you, you thought it was this straight one, but then all of a sudden, you know, there's construction. So we're going to have to turn right. And it's going to take a little bit longer and maybe it's winding a little bit more, but your hope and, you know, following the compass to get back on it to the straight path. And that's okay. That's okay. And honestly, that's when you discover more,
0: right? Agreed. And that's what I was going to say. I think beforehand, I had certain stories in my docket based on my life experiences. And the last couple of months, I've had new stories based on what I've lived through. And I've had some family stuff go on that I'm able to kind of pull from and both positive and negative. And same with just like spiritual things that I've been going through and life lessons I've learned through therapy. I I do think that's ammo for me to then go build a story off of. And maybe this was needed so that I can go create a message through a future movie one day, you know? So
1: absolutely. Absolutely. I think, you know, know. sometimes you have to force yourself into situations and maybe, you know, us forcing this pause as well was kind of, I don't know, it's on the same wavelength of the other things that made us pause. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. So, okay. So wild, but It's, it's, I know, I know it's, it is. And it's, for us that for us too we we just well I can always speak for myself but I feel like yeah. we're both like this like we want things to happen okay this is happening then we want the next we want the next and when they are starting to happen you get so excited and you're like okay this is the time and then all of a sudden it stops and it's it's really discouraging and I think that you can quickly go down the mental path of you know what? Maybe I'm not, I'm not meant to do this. I'm not good enough.
0: Right. I know it's so Which easy is to sabotage. No, exactly. I wanted to hear if you've been watching any new TV shows or, or movies or whatnot, but, or reading new books or doing any of the, like, or listening to new songs, creative yeah. stuff. Cause I do think I found new inspiration through, like I said, watching some things and reading some new things. Um, that has been so awesome and necessary for this time of life. Like, I feel like I need to turn to creativity when I'm in these lulls to excite me again. And like, I don't know, I've found some creative outlets, but have you? I love that.
1: Yes, I have. Actually, I started this book. It's called the Tao of poo Ooh. and it's so good. It's so good. And it's, you know, the type of readings that I like to do are much more like self-help. So I've always gotten yeah. to very self-help, but this is talking about how poo is the perfect example of the spirituality of Taoism. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It's very interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm just still in the beginning phases of it, but it's so lovely because he is just the constant optimist and he's not, Mm. you know, he's not worried too much about yesterday or tomorrow. He's very present and in the moment and he's, he's happy and there doesn't have to be a reason to do something or celebrate. And that's, a a big pillar of Taoism and it's very, it's really, really beautiful. It touches a little bit on um, Buddhism and there's one other that I'm just uh, blanking on it, but they're, they're kind of all normally grouped together when people talk about those um, Eastern religions, but it's really beautiful to learn about how the, I think it's the Tao, like what their book would be or their teaching Mm -hmm. is, so beautiful and simple. And just, I I just love that you don't have to have a reason to celebrate something to celebrate it.
0: I do too. I love that as well. And I love learning about world religions because I do think each of them can have an aspect that suits me and what I see in religion. I don't know if that's the same for you, but I think that's really cool. I love that.
1: I love it. And I, I was talking to one of my friends, one of our songwriters, and we were just saying, you know, sometimes you're like, you could just be in a funk or a mood. And he he said, what I've started to do is I wake up every day and I show gratitude. So I'm like, you know what? That bird over there, I'm grateful for that bird. My shoes fit. I'm grateful for that. You know, I um, my dog over there, she's barking. I'm grateful for that. Every, like just those tiny little things that you can totally dismiss you show gratitude for those things and it it totally changes your day it almost oh, instantly
0: yes. oh yes so that's okay so this is interesting you say this because i've been re- researching mindset shifts and like mindset changing techniques and whatnot it is wild to me what you're saying if you see it through religion or spirituality or meditation or whatever you use to shift your mindset to think more positively it, it changes your whole life. Like it can change your, your physicality. It can change your emotional capacity, like all these different things. And it's, we talk about this often, but it's wild to me. I have done that the last year. I'm a naturally negative person. I wake up kind of angry and kind of stressed. Like that is my natural state. And I was just like, well, that's just how I am. Whatever. That's how I am. Now I have shifted myself from doing these gratitudes each morning. I'll write in a journal how I'm feeling and then I'll write three things. I'll write affirmations and then I'll write gratitude. And I've been doing that consistently for the last, whatever, almost a year now. And I notice myself noticing those things without being prompted. Like, I'm like, Mm. oh, this is so fluffy, so cute. Or like, oh, Emily looks so special right now. You know, like, oh, I'm looking at the sun and it just is natural. And I'm like, wait. I'm shifting my mindset and it is wild how much happier and lighter I feel. Yeah, and you did that. And, and everyone ca- that's the thing it's like it's so simple. <laughs>
1: it is. It it's I mean the simplest things are the hardest to do. Like I do I believe know. that but it is it and it is the the biggest you know cliche that you always hear but it is the most truth this it's mind over matter. If you can yes. control your mind you can control anything about yourself. Obviously there are things out of your control, but like you said, if you control your mind, it can be physical. It can be spiritual. It can be learning, like just, you know, saying I'm committed to this. I'm going to do this every day. That is you telling yourself
0: what to do. Agreed. Agreed. And it's interesting because, and it can be like you said, through many different things. And I think for me, movies is one of those ways to switch my mindset and help me see a different point of view. I've been rewatching the summer. I turned pretty, which is like this young adult. Have you seen it on Amazon prime? I love it. I've not seen the new season. It's so cute. And I love Jenny Han. She wrote these series. It's a, it's a three book series that she wrote what in like 2009. And it's just now become a TV um, series and it's blowing up. It has like six billion views hashtag wise on tiktok like it is a huge oh my gosh phenomenon it, yeah it's crazy all these kids are now on the map from their very first tv show and so i've watched it probably like six times i just read the second book again last night and luke will make so much fun of me he's like this is for teenagers you know like this is <laughs> this is for Teenager a young adult in the heart yeah and so first of all that's my response and second of all i'm like oh. well you don't know what it brings to me like you don't know what this serves for me, right? Like I'm watching to see how the camera angles are capturing different people. I'm watching how different intonations are spoken through the different dialogues. And I'm watching like how the soundtrack impacts a scene and like breaking everything down so that when I one day create my young adult TV show or movie, I'll have a point of view on what Mm -hmm. I want to bring to the table. Mm -hmm. And so it just... It goes back to what we're saying where it's like, it doesn't fucking matter if it's a stupid, cheesy TV show that helps you shift your mind. If it's a religion, if it's a book, if it's poo, Winnie the Pooh, like it can literally be anything that can help trigger those things and help you move forward and shift your mind. Right.
1: Yes. Because everybody there's going to be something different something will different will trigger something in everybody in a different way. Right. And that, and that's, I think the most important thing to realize that, you know, your camera angle is going to be something that maybe I'm not going to recognize, but to you, that is a huge deal. And you see the art in that and you're, you're taking a mental note for the future. Right. And, and that's going to impact you and your art when you get your, your, um, young adult film done. And and that right. is so important and it should not be discounted by another just because we, you know, and I'm putting myself in that category just because we don't get it.
0: Right. I, I totally agree. So this is, this is a, another question I had for you. I was thinking about this because my friend and I were going for a big walk and we were looking at all these houses and it goes to this mindset conversation. Oh. And she was like, I was like, well, this is my dream house right here on Foothill. I love it so much. And she's like, oh my God, this is probably $50 million or more. It's like a crazy house. Like, sure, if we ever get to that point. I was like, why are you stalting yourself? Like, we are walking around dreaming right now, just enjoying the views and literally dre- daydreaming. Why would you stop? Why would you stop yourself from dreaming? we're talking hypothetical right now. Like I know realistically today, we're not going to go buy this house, but why would you stop yourself from believing you could one day get there? That to me is a mindset issue.
1: (laughs) It is. And you know what? It's really fucking sad. I I am right there with you. I am right there with you. Like, cause I feel the exact same way about here. I'll see something and I'm like, that is the dream house. I'm going to get that yeah. one day or something just like it. And like you said, you're going to get an Oscar one day. I'd love to be in Vogue one day or whatever. It's like, you know what? If I can't dream it, then I can't achieve it. And you know what?
0: And that right, right there, that's a me problem. Right. Right. And the art of dreaming. Oh. I think we've just forgotten how fun and important it is to dream yeah, crazy dreams.
1: Yeah, because we're all so cynical and and negative predictors and all of the above. And we just see so many times we just see the odds stacked against us when in reality with that mindset, we're just making more odds. We're
0: stacking those odds up higher and higher. Right. And what you're saying, like when you reframed, you know, how was your last month? And you reframed Mm -hmm. it instead of going into your job stuff. You talked about your life stuff. And that will then help you focus on your life stuff, right? Right. Moving forward. Like I do think Mm. what you choose to spend your energy on will give you opportunities in that space. So if you choose to spend your energy on practical things, well, good good job. That's what you're going to, right? You're going to live a practical life, which maybe that serves you. Doesn't serve me. I want to live a big grand life. So therefore I'm going to spend my energy thinking big grand thoughts.
1: Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. And it's, I don't know. I find excitement in that. I find excitement in the challenge and the uncertainty and, oh, it's good. It's so good. And I know that we just totally eat that up because it's, it's, it puts stars in our eyes. Yes. Yes.
0: And so and we're we're going to be stars. Oh, yes. Stars. Yeah. We are stars. Yeah, <laughs> we <we're about> entertainers. <laughs> entertainers. But that is why I think over the last month, it's so important to take those breaks. And mm-hmm. when you need them, need you know, because forcing these types of conversations and these types of mediums can be not useful, right? Like if you're not inspired by conversations like we are right now, it doesn't do any good for anything. So I think no. taking those breaks are needed. And that's why we wanted to take our month off. We did.
1: And now we could kind of just fill you in on what we've learned and just the importance of that. And sometimes it's okay to force that. Even if you don't feel like you're being, I've got to be productive. I'm going to get behind. You're not. Nobody's waiting on you. Sometimes you just got to do it for yourself and the world will keep going and you'll catch right back up.
0: Not to be so hippy dippy, but time is quite literally a man-made thought you know like we everyone's in different cultures celebrate different times and different calendars because it's all made up so it doesn't matter like literally start whenever end whenever pick up whenever
1: boom (laughs) boom and with that like Yes, 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 yes. And I have to say everybody, thank you once again for kind of sticking out with us and coming back. We're really excited about this season. We're going to have some really fun guests and we're starting to line those up to name a few. We're going to have Jana Kramer. Finally, she is an actress, country singer, and kind of just all around business gal. Um, We're going to have One Tree Hill, my favorite show. I mean, come on everybody. So One Tree Hiller's (laughs) Get your ears on P.S. We Have No Plan because she's coming up. And then we're just going to have some more singers and writers and family members that do just funky things in their life. And I'm excited for it. I really feel like this is going to be our season to bring in more guests and people, just different perspectives of the world and showing that truly, like, if you want to do something, you can do it.
0: Hell yes, we can't Mm -hmm. wait. And like Emily said, thank you for listening. As always, this is an amazing platform to share stories on. And we're hopeful and glad that you're listening and tuning in because it means a lot to us. So
1: yeah. Thank you, everybody. (laughs) Thank you. See you next week. Bye-bye. I woke up in the morning and the sun broke through the open curtains. The birds sang too and they said this is a day to celebrate.